Hey, everybody, and welcome in. It's the Poor Man Fantasy Football League podcast. We're the fantasy football show that gives you a peek inside the life and times of our Dynasty League. I'm your host, Mike, and with me, as always, is my friend, Andrew. And this week, we're reviewing week four and projecting week five. Andrew, how you doing? I'm doing well, sir. How about you? I'm doing quite all right. It was a nice, relaxing weekend. Uh, last week was relatively busy for us. We recorded on a Tuesday night yes. because you were going away for the weekend. Uh, now you're back from your little little vacay. And yep. I'm now busy on Wednesday night, tomorrow night, when we normally record. So we're doing this again on Tuesday. It is Tuesday, October 4th. And we're a couple days ahead of schedule. So there's going to be some things that are going to be a little off. But this will this will go live on Thursday. So good luck on Thursday Night Football. Yes, everybody. Good luck. So and Andrew, you're going to a big concert tomorrow. Eh? I That's am going to see my boy, Michael Buble, live in concert. Probably is, for the last time. Is he your boy just because he has the same first name? Yes. <laughs> He's a part of the brotherhood of Michael. Oh, there we go. Yep. <laughs> Um, and I, I, I'm not a big concert guy. My wife loves concerts. She loves the music, loves the the atmosphere and the party. I can't stand it because of the crowds. And I like to listen to and enjoy music in my own way. I don't want to be forced into like, oh, I got to like party it up and like that's I just not my style. So his is more of like a, I can sit in my chair, I can relax, I can listen to the music and enjoy it. Uh, he tells some funny jokes. He brings people up on stage. It's actually a really good show. It's nice and relaxed and easy listening. It's not. It's not a party, which it, it, is what I'm looking for. Ah, oh, excellent. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Jeez, I don't even remember the last concert I went to. I think it was, jeez, uh, it might have been Van Halen. Way, 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 way back, back. when they brought wow. when they brought Sammy back. That's about how far back I go <laughs> for a concert. Oh, okay. That's, that's still a pretty epic concert to see you've been yes. to. Yep. Yes. Okay. Well, it is Tuesday night. It is the the fallout of the week four. And the week four was brought to us by upsets and injuries, yet epic showings. Yeah. It was it was a crazy wild week. Um, my lions are absolutely amazing. I posted an infographic in the league chat recently. It shows my lions as the number one scoring team in all of football. Hooray. They're also the last ranked team in allowing points. So, yeah, boo. Yes, I saw that. And that's, that's kind of a, you're going from one extreme to the other. Yes, we are the best offense in all of football, bar none. But we can't stop people from putting up points. And here we are, we get one in three. Boy, if we, if we figure out that whole defensive thing, you guys watch out. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. They just need to figure out how to score one more point than the opposition. Every game has been a one-score game that they've uh, that they've lost. I, I said that at the beginning of the year. They need to get on the winning side of those. Of those, they yeah. Need to yeah. Off. Now, the crazy part about this is they didn't have Amon St. Brown or DJ Chark or DeAndre Swift. So, in theory, they didn't have their three greatest weapons. And they why had, was that? Why, why didn't those guys play? Well, uh, they were all injured. Uh, Amon St. Brown might be back this week. Uh, DJ Shark should be back this week. DeAndre Swift is probably going to be out another week, maybe two. 
So if that's the case, they obviously can make TJ Hawkinson a thing. To me, this shows that TJ Hawkinson is a an elite tight end, but requires volume to be relevant. If he doesn't get the volume, he can't turn something into nothing. Or nothing into something. My apologies. But with the decent amount of volume, he's going to break off and do some amazing things, just like this last weekend. It was fantastic. Um, I played him in all but one league, and that's only because I had Kelsey in that league where I own Hawkinson. So he's oh, having a, a breakout year. Uh, yeah, I, I think we 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 all know what he can do, but the offense isn't going to drive through him. When DeAndre Swift is healthy, it moves through Swift, then through Amon St. Brown. And everyone else gets what the leftovers. And it seems like Jamal Williams is stealing enough of the goal line work that TJ Hawkinson isn't just isn't going to get his unless he's a necessity, not a not a not a built-in um, player. So, I, I I but it's I wish up here because their their offense is firing on on all cylinders that are available to play. Yeah. Like, I, wish, I, I wish they were showing actually some more of their games up here and uh, up, up in Edmonton to be able to, to see it. Um, but they're in such a, a small market that uh, we don't really get to see those games. Well, we get, we get mostly the West and um, big names. Half a bay. <laughs> yeah. We don't get Detroit. If they were a winning team, uh, playoff bound team, we'd probably see them more, but they don't get the prime time slots. It'll come eventually. I will. Yeah, they're rebounding. I think. Uh, I think if anything, this is showing people out there as long as they can maintain this momentum, even if it's a losing season, but they still put up a ton of points and their offense is humming, it might actually show the the free agents or those that are considering like, okay, hey, this team is firing on all cylinders. But that defense, they got they got to rein that defense in. So if I if I want to go and make a play, I'm I'm going to go sign a contract with them and see what I can get done and help that defense shore things up. To me, Jared Goff is proving that he can play with a chip on his shoulder, with something to prove, and, and be that franchise quarterback. Okay, uh, the offense. I am not worried about the offense. You can plug and play just about any player from their offense and not be worried about the points that are going to get you. I just worry from a fancy, not from just from a football fan standpoint, that my Lions aren't going to win enough games to be uh, to be happy with their performance. Well, and the, and the the one fear though is they can't let it drag on too long in this this rebuild, if, if for lack of a better term, because some of these guys that are now that have that have just recently signed on are going to start to get too old to be productive. Right. Right. So it, then it just all constantly becomes, Hey, we're in rebuild. We're in rebuild. We're in rebuild for like 25 years. You got to kind of bite the bullet and get a, a few more really good guys to, and then take the next step. Right. I think you're, you're I think you're right in that instance. Um, they're building. I think it's going to be a one to two year rebuild. So I would suspect by next year for them to be truly, truly uh, a contender. 
Uh, this year is showing that they can be uh, really good on offense and that they are going to be really good at that aspect of the game, but not be good at the defensive side. I thought the defense would be better than what it tr- than it is right now. And it's going to take more time than expected. So maybe they'll have to use their draft picks or their 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 cap space to to shore that up next year. I don't think they need to do much else on the offense. They they have a really good offensive line. They have a really good running game. They, the quarterback is living up or is surpassing our expectations. They've got good draft capital to use next year. Um, the only player that we know is leaving for sure is DJ Shark. Uh, they're going to be keeping Josh Reynolds, Amon St. Brown, Jameson Williams, who hasn't even hit the field yet. They got DeAndre Swift uh, for a little while longer. So, yeah, they, they've got a couple years to put this together. My, my my one thing for them, I think, the question is still at the quarterback. Like, how, how long is he really going to be able to? I, I don't know. I think... Maybe two years, I think. Maybe. If if they don't have a winning season this year and Jared Goff shows that, hey, I'm I'm still good, they'll have a tough decision to make in the offseason. Do they retain him and give him an extension? Or do they cut bait and look to pick someone up in the draft? I think it's going to come down to where they're drafting. True. Right. If again, if they have a losing season, they'll be drafting early enough that they might be able to move up and get a um, a decent quarterback. I hope they stay away from C.J. Stroud, the Ohio State guy who is not outperforming um, the Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy. He's thrown more touchdowns, but he hasn't thrown as many passes, or has a better pass pass completion, or all his other metrics outside of passing touchdowns isn't better than J.J. McCarthy. Plus, he's Ohio State quarterback, and we know they don't seem to succeed in the NFL level. That's my personal bias based on fact. Yeah. I think, you know, if you're looking for a quarterback right now, I, I'd be looking at Georgia, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those two quarterbacks seem to be dialed in right now. They are. Well, but do they are they, are they seniors and are they going to go to the uh, if they're not seniors are they going to enter the draft or are they going to play out their eligibility? Who knows, I believe right? the uh, the Alabama quarterback is coming in this year. I think this is the year he. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Any other any other news? Have you how about this? Have you been watching Andor on Disney Plus? No, I. You know what? I. I you know what? I even said it. Um, before I left, I'm like, oh, you know what? This will be a good opportunity for me to, to, to check it out while I'm away. But you know what? I, unfortunately I got a cold while I was away and oh no, I was in bed early. <laughs> there uh-huh. really, so I, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it. The one thing I did start watching though, while I was away, um, cause like I didn't have cable at the place we were staying. Um, really? so it was all okay. like, everything was streaming. Okay. With streaming platforms. So one night I watched uh, one of my favorites, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, that is a classic. <laughs> yeah. I love, I, you know what? I just saw um, a meme, li- like literally just, just before we got online, uh, when they were in the elevator after they drank the Invincible juice. Yeah. And they're all thinking, oh, oh I'm really good. Up. Yeah. 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 That was. <laughs> 
Oh man, that's a good movie. There was some talk about them doing either a remake or a sequel with Kurt Russell. Yeah, I, well, I I could see a sequel, mm-hmm. um, but I wouldn't want them to do a remake. That I just no. don't think that would. You, you're stealing away from what that movie was if you try and redo it. Yeah. Then as we were driving down the highway, every every semi I passed, I was like, "Hey, is that the Pork Chop Express?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's monologuing while he drives. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's a good one. If you guys have not seen that movie because you are too young, highly recommend go see that 80s classic. Big yes. Trouble in Little China, a John Carpenter film starring Kurt Russell. Yes. And Andrew, for you, I do recommend you watch Andor. It is a Star Wars show unlike any other Star Wars show. It does not feel or look or anything because it does not bring the whole Jedi lightsaber force hooey if you will into it it just gives you a look inside the struggles of everyday galactic citizens feeling the pressure of imperial rule and and what that pressure makes them feel and how they react when presented with an opportunity to strike back i have been enthralled the first episode like it didn't like it was okay it was good didn't do anything and i think it was episode two or three and it's like oh wow that's a good hook like this story i like it i like i want to see where this is going because now i'm i'm now emotionally attached to the characters not just the main character Andor, but the other characters involved because now you can kind of see like they did a really good job of showing the motivation of what is driving them in their pursuit of whatever it is their life goals are. It's like, you know what? I can get it. I can understand good side, bad side, why they're doing what they're doing and then how, how their past now intersect. And, and as, as things occur and change, how they, how their light, how their perspectives and reactions and actions that they take from those points go forward. Good show. Really enjoy it. But you know what? This is a fancy football podcast about our dynasty league and our views on dynasty. We give you a rich perspective or rich commentary from a poor man's perspective. So let's let's leave our Star Wars talk um, and vacation talk to the side. And uh, let's get into shout outs. Yes. Yes. And if we if we were a big money podcast, this is where we would have what we call a bumper right here just to give you the intro to this section of the show. But we don't have that. What we have is just ourselves. And what we do here with the shout out section, this is where we shout out our friends that are listening to the show that ask us questions or those that want to call out a friend. So if you want to get a shout out for someone, you know, a league, make a specific uh, friend or person that you know, that listens to the podcast, uh, that special trade partner, you're trying to, uh, to squeeze out a deal with, and you want to nurture some good, good karma, uh, you know, hit us up. You can find us on, uh, on Twitter or on Facebook at poor man football, all one word. Just drop us a line. Let us know who you want to give a shout out to, and we'll put them onto the next show this week. We, uh, we've got some special guests that we're going to shout out to non league friends, but real NFL people. Yes. I'm giving a shout out to some opponents with, uh, who did some upsets and that's the New York jets and the Atlanta Falcons. Shout out to you guys. And to the teams that nearly upset their opponents, the New England Patriots, the Jacksonville Jaguars, 
and the Baltimore Ravens, who blew a giant lead and scored no points in the second half, but hung with the Bills the entire time. So, shout out to you guys. Yes. My my shout out comes from another league. Uh-oh. This should be where I'm not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> and I think you know that league. Okay. It's El Kookiness, Crazy Man. Yep. Where... According to the to the report card, as it mm-hmm. were, I'm the number two team, and I still lost. Yeah, who'd you lose to, Andrew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this go guy? Go guy. You're giving go guy. Go gets a shout out. Woo woo! It came down to last night's matchup. Yes, Tyler Higby, and I'm thinking I need five point two points to beat you. Yeah. Can Tyler Higby do it? And man, that guy got targeted crazy. Ton, what did he have, like I think, 11? He, I think he got like nine points in the first half. Yeah, so he finished in that league score. He had 14 targets, 10 receptions, 73 yards for a total of 12.3 points. I only needed 5.2 for the win, and he came through. And man, that is impressive. And, you know, I'll give out a second shout-out. <sighs> Unfortunately, in our league. Okay. Um, I, it was in the same situation, um, but he had Cooper Cup. And Ooh. he was down. I Going into last night's game, he was down by, like, 9 or 10 points. I'm like, okay. just hold him, hold him to no – don't give him a touchdown. Don't let Cup do too much. Uh-huh. And he went off for 19 points to take the win. He did. So you're going to give a shout-out to our friend Josh, a.k.a. the Multi-Beast, with yes. that last-minute last over over the win. Wow. Yes. 19 targets. Cooper Cup had 19 targets with 14 receptions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about share the ball, Mr. Goff? Don't be such a I hog. Got, too, that's too, too Matt Matt Stafford is or sorry, Matt Stafford, sorry. And he can't ball um, anywhere but Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. Allen Robinson, no, 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 not for you. Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers, no, 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 not for you. I only throw the ball to those two people. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Apparently. <laughs> like, I love Matt Stafford. He's like my all-time favorite quarterback because he was a Detroit Lion for so long. But after his Super Bowl victory... He has not looked very good this year. No, he gets tunnel vision quite often. Yeah, like I just zones in on a couple of guys. Spread the ball, man. Sean McVay is not a not a bad coach. He's a really good coach. I think he's rather inventive, but Matt Stafford is just not making it work. So hopefully they figure that out and turn things around. I'm sure Donnie would appreciate his Rams being better than they actually are. Yeah, because that game I'm last sure. night was not. Fun to watch unless you were a Niners fan. Yeah, I I stopped watching. I turned off Eli and Peyton because I was getting so upset by it. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, no, it, uh, they 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 got to right the ship there. But uh, you know what? I think last year didn't last year kind of play out similar where they had a slow start and then turned it on in the second half. I don't recall. I didn't follow the Rams as close. Donnie would be the the resident Rams expert. 
he might remember their season better than than us. But yeah. they could be. They could have been off to a slow start, and then they figured things out. I would like to think that they get more people involved, at least in the passing game. They don't seem to have a running game. Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers can't seem to get any traction and run that ball. Um, I can honestly see them finding somebody else in the offseason to be their running back. Yeah, they can draft uh, somebody. Yeah, and their offensive line is terrible. Like they can't, they can't protect Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, oh, he was getting, getting sacked and pressure. Yeah, when you're like that, it's hard to make good decisions. You're gonna be, you're gonna be in fear mode, and you're gonna make bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate those shout outs. Again, if you want to shout out to a friend, a league mix, somebody else, uh, just let us know. Hit us up, Twitter, Facebook. Heck, if you even know us inside a sleeper, you could find us. I'm uh, at Go Guy Go, and Andrew is at Anpray. That's A N D P R Y. Yep. Why? Because he's so cool. I try. He tries. It's just natural for you. Okay. Now let's move into the news section of the show. Uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot of news to talk about that's positive. So I'm I'm going to hit you guys up with some um, some. From the news desk, meaning my desk, little sports calendar, uh, way all the way back in 1950, on October 2nd, Bob Shaw of the Chicago Cardinals catches five touchdown passes from quarterback Jim Hardy during a 55-13 to 13 trouncing of the Baltimore Colts at Comiskey Park in Chicago. The Colts had the lead 13-7 to 7 at halftime before the Cards score 48 unanswered points in the second half. Shaw's five touchdown reception sets an NFL record, which has since been tied. He pulls in a scoring touchdown for 40 yards in the first half and catches and catches of 9, 19, 18, and 28 yards in the second. That's a good day. That is a really good day. Wow. Five receiving touchdowns? That's 30 oh. points all into itself. But we're like, where were you in the first half there, dude? <laughs> they obviously had a really good pep talk at halftime. Yeah. That's where they figured things out. Maybe they had the 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 guy in, in Rudy when he's standing on the thing in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And he's oh, trying to right, right. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that Notre Dame speech. Yeah. Maybe they had something similar to that. Ah, there's, but yes. There's something to be said about motivational speeches. Well, uh, it didn't work. It didn't work with a lot of teams this weekend because they uh, oh, there was a lot of upsets just crapped so. out. Well, I guess you could say that it worked for one team and not another. Great True. example: the Buffalo Bills. They came out and they held the Ravens to zero points in the second half and came yes. away with the victory. That weird foreign foreign goal pass interception by Lamar Jackson. It's like okay, why don't you just go for the field goal, take the win? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. like the the Cleveland game a couple of games ago when when uh, um, Chubb is like after the game he's like yeah I guess I should have just dropped to a knee knee instead of giving the ball back where you guys they went yeah. back and forth. Um, but you know what and, and it's funny it's funny because um, Eli and Peyton kind of kind of brought that up last night in in their broadcast like what coach. Is going to give a guy shit for scoring a touchdown. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Like, who would think that, okay, yeah, you score a touchdown and, 
oh, geez, that's what caused you to lose the game. Because you scored a touchdown and went ahead, but you gave enough time on the clock for your opponent to come back. No, your defense, yeah. your defense should have held up. Exactly. Especially if they've been holding up the uh, their end of the bargain uh, the rest of the, or most of the game. Right. All right. Um, there was a bunch of really bad news in regards to the injuries that occurred. Yeah. Uh, just heartbreaking. Well, the biggest one to me was Javante Williams. When when you look at how he fell, it didn't look bad, but seeing his reaction, it's like, okay. And now knowing the injury and how he – it sounds like it's going to be as serious as what J.K. Dobbins had. Yeah. And Dobbins missed, what, three-quarters of the Do- year. No, no, Dobbins missed a year and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Dobbins is just coming back now, and he got injured uh, before the season started. So if Javante Williams is perceived to have a similar style injury with what what is damaged, his recovery time, let's say, is going to be about the same. So that means he's going to be back a year, uh, a year and um, I'll say like a month from now. So that means he's going to come back halfway through the season of 2024. Of 2020 uh of 2024. No. 2023. Sorry, not a year and a half. So uh a, a year and a bit. So it will be halfway through the 2023 season uh towards the double digit mark of of games. So like games 10 11 maybe. Maybe. So if he does what what do the Broncos do between now and then? Because um, Melvin Gordon's not under contract no. next year, and so Melvin Gordon, I don't somebody? think, I don't think Melvin Gordon can carry the workload that Denver needs oh, him to. Not not at his age, he fumbles every game. Yeah, um, you know, and and unfortunately, Russell Wilson now is in an even worse position because he's older, and he's not um, playing very well. No, and and to expect him to have the legs to be able to run the ball. I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to have to go shopping. Maybe, maybe they approach the chiefs because the chiefs have such a big, uh, uh, backfield. No, or okay. Yes. You just hit the trading block. Who? Christian McCaffrey. Really? Matt rule. Just put, just put Christian McCaffrey up on the trading block. Why? Because he's losing his job next week. To Hubbard? No. Matt Rule is losing his job as head coach. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You're so this team is going into complete implosion. So apparently, uh, Christian McCaffrey has now has now been put on the block, notified to other teams that he is available for trade. Uh, Matt Rule is not looking too good as a head coach because Baker Mayfield is just trying too hard that he's he's imploding. And what I've what I read today in the uh, the back channels of the dark web, that's not real. That's not true. It's just Reddit. And the uh, <laughs> what the what what the rumblings are is that. He's already on a hot seat. He's not going to keep his job by the end of the year. He doesn't look like he has the ability to turn this game around, given the pieces that he has. So management is going to try and offload some of its high-paid assets and rebuild. Wow. So if that's the case. Okay. I don't know that I would like him in Denver, though. 
let's say Christian McCaffrey truly is on the trading block, that this is not a rumor, that this is like general managers have now been notified that Christian McCaffrey is available. He's the highest paid running back in the NFL. Who out there is shopping for a running back right now? Who do you think might be calling calling on there that, regardless of cap space, might be calling to say, "Can we can we make a trade for Christian McCaffrey?" If this team could land him, this team I think would make one of the scariest teams in the league, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. If he was a Raven, and Jackson had to stop running the ball so much, I that that team would scare the heck out of me more than any other team in the league. Okay. Because now you've got Lamar Jackson just sitting back, picking apart your secondary and McCaffrey running all over your line. And then their, their defense is a scary. Doing it okay. I'm, I'm going to elevate that. Cause I don't think that's, that would be, I don't think it's a team that would do it because they got JK Dobbins who had a great game. They have an offense that's humming that I don't think he fits. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start listing off some teams, and out of we'll go five teams here that I'm gonna list. You tell me of those five who's the scariest. First one is Buffalo Bills. No, you, I, you I, don't. I, I I don't think Allen isn't ready to 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 share the the spotlight. And he's happy with with Devin Singletary. I I think because Allen will run the ball. When okay. Singletary if Singletary's hot, no problem. I'll hand the ball off. If he's not, I want the rock. All right. The Los Angeles Rams. That would make them a lot scarier. Mm-hmm. Because you've you've just unloaded your burden of Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson, and you've got a true true pass casting weapon out of the backfield in Christian McCaffrey. To me, that would be truly scary. Um yeah. I'm trying to think of some other teams that could really use a running back out of the backfield that don't have Bay one. Buccaneers. No, Bay Buccaneers. no, the, the letter for net is still good. He's not, uh, he hasn't been trashed. Just they've got no one else to work with. Now that Mike Evans is back, Chris Godwin's slowly working his way back. I think they're okay, but sure. Good. If you bear, paired him with Tom Brady, a true pass catching back, like Christian McCaffrey with Tom Brady. I'd be more afraid of uh, what life is going to be like for uh, Mike Evans, who's never going to see the ball again. I guess. He's going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to throw a five-yard pass over to my friend here, Christian McCaffrey, who's going to go 20 yards. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I get it. That would be scary. I just don't see they would be looking for it. Um, The Dolphins. With Tua being... (laughs) Easy with that beer there, buddy. Yes, with Tua being out, uh, and I don't know how long that's supposed to be. And it's, it's that was another weird one that I was going to bring up in, in a little a bit. But, um, pardon? That was a bad injury because it is, and everybody. It, it's before. weird that everybody's calling him out on it, but not um, him. Coaching staff, the the medical professionals. Someone's going to lose their job. It might not be public, but someone's going to lose their job. Yes, yes, I think so. But but it seems like other people are trying to call him out. And break him down over it. Like, oh, you can't do that. He's a guy's going to be on the field. He thinks he's going to be good to go. But one small hit, you don't even know what it can come from. It could be tiny and it just yes. messes you up. 
So I don't blame Tua for his situation. I do blame uh, the coaching staff and the medical staff for making those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so right now, I don't think CMC in, in Miami is would make a huge impact there. Okay. I just, it'll be interesting to see how this team functions without Tua right now. Because I think they're going to be in a, a, a time of, of influx. Okay, let's do this. Uh, uh, the Eagles, no. I think the Buffalo Bills, not the Chiefs, not the Packers, not the 49ers, uh, not the Bengals. Maybe the Ravens, but I they got I think they got J.K. Dobbins. Maybe the Bucks, but I think they're good. Vikings are good. Dolphins, I can. They don't really have a running game that I I trust between Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds. So I like that's why I bring them up. Uh, Titans are good. Cowboys are good. Chargers are good. Raiders seem to be good. Broncos. Like if you if somehow you believe the Broncos are going to try and make a run for the playoffs, and they know that. Javante Williams is gone for an extended period of time. Uh, Melvin Gordon is not what they used to be. What do you think? Do you think? Do you think if they're if they're if they're wanting to make a run for it, then maybe I I can see them making. Oh, that would be. I think it'd be good and bad. I think it'd be mostly bad, but good short term, bad long term. Um, I don't think the Falcons are in a position to do it. Seahawks, no. Lions. Well, with Patterson going down, maybe. But they they don't want to win. True, I guess. Yeah. Right. This is why why you hold on to Tyler Algier, who's now going to get some starts, and it could be he could be valuable. Um, I don't think the Patriots are into that kind of running back. Jets got Brees Hall. Steelers got Najee. Though okay. The Indianapolis Colts without Jonathan Taylor. That can happen. No, and I don't because I don't think Jonathan Taylor's gone for very long. Oh. I think he's only gone for a week or two. How about CMC reunites with his old coach over in Washington and goes plays for the Commanders to replace Antonio Gibson, who is not popular, even though they might be bringing Brian Robinson back from injury. What if he ends up in Washington with his old coach? I I, I don't think I don't think that's going to make a difference with that team. That team is going. Nowhere. Nope. Um, so I don't think it matters. I, they, they could bring in uh, they could bring in the, the greatest running back of all time. They could bring in Walter Payton, and I don't think that would help them. No. Okay, and then, then you're at the Bears and then back to the Panthers and Texans. And I don't think any one of those teams are gonna trade. No. Okay, well, so there's not I I don't think there's a huge market for CMC. Again, you know, if a if a team is if say Jonathan Taylor's injury is more than what they expected, um, and they're wa- they're they're pushing for their playoff life, maybe <clears throat> we'll see. Maybe like in a couple weeks, right? Okay. Well, guys, there has been a number of injuries in the league. Um, whatever, whether it's a turf toe, it's plantar fasciitis. It's an Achilles, it's a high ankle sprain, it's a knee injury, it's an ACL tear. Injuries suck. Yep. But this is why we we talk about owning the handcuff to your running back. Uh, that's a philosophy I like to follow. This is why we ensure that we have depth on our benches. Why we take shots on guys 
that uh, could be next in line, like the Tyler Algiers, the Mike Boons. Those are going to be big waiver pickups across a variety of leagues this week. Um, because we, we exclusively play in Dynasty, a lot of these guys are already owned. And you might be able to go out there and strike a deal for a reasonable trade, um, depending on your league. So do what you got to do. I wish you guys all the best. To me, the Javante Williams and Jonathan Taylor, mostly Javante Williams, because he's you know he's gone for the season. He's now on IR. Uh, he's not coming back. Like that's that's going to be a tough one to replace. Um, hopefully, you've got the depth to do so. I know in some of those deeper leagues, tweet, uh, twelve team, fourteen team, it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. Yeah, it's like uh, the super flex leagues trying to get an extra quarterback. You know what? Uh, I picked up Cooper Rush. And uh, not Geno Smith, uh, Joe Flacco in a couple spots uh, when necessary. And it pays off. It Sometimes you need to hold the handcuff, if you will, or the backup quarterback to your starting quarterback, uh, especially when you know that they are viable. Guys that I'm holding on to, I own Andy Dalton. Nobody else owned Andy Dalton, so I picked him up, put him on my bench well before James Winston went down. So now I have a starter. Well, I flipped them for a third in one league. Yeah. Cool. I, I, I saw you, I saw you put Dalton on the be, on the trading block in one of the leagues. Yeah, that one didn't that one didn't bite. But um <laughs> you never know. Guys might get desperate. If if, yep. you're in, if you're in an injury pinch, it's better to play a quarterback that's gonna get you fifteen to twenty than a wide receiver or a running back that's gonna get you five to seven. Exactly. Hundred percent. So all right. Well, that's the uh, the news and notes from around the league that we are going to cover. Yeah. Let's talk into our league talk. Yeah, let's jump in there. Um, so some quick things that happened inside the league. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to save the weekly sleeper report for last. Uh, there was a trade that happened uh, just before game time over the weekend. It was between uh, Marvin, a.k.a. Ice and Metal. He's our reigning champion. And Juan, a.k.a. South High's tight end 31 i forget what it means it's it's our buddy juan they made a deal juan acquired miles sanders and he gave up naheem hines a second and a third to get him i really liked this trade because juan's team has dramatically rebounded this year and miles sanders had a game this week so even before the game i was like man i like this trade it's good i think it really balanced out uh, Juan's team helps him in a, in the right direction. And Marvin, who is an absolute juggernaut, didn't get too many assets that make him even scarier. But he's still he's still good. Like to me, Naheem Hines is a must-own behind Jonathan Taylor. And getting a second and a third, hey, that's that's not bad. It's not bad at all. There there was a variety of there we go, you're back. And now there's a variety of uh, I, I you went you were muted there for a little bit. Yes. Now you're back. I can see you hacking, coughing up a lung. This happens when the beer goes down the wrong tube. Yes. Um, there was a couple of pickups, pretty minuscule regarding the waiver, uh, not a lot of activity. But let's break down the weekly sleeper report again. If we were a high end podcast, this is where we would have a really nice like bumper that 
it'd be like flashy and like you'd get the impression of like fireworks and maybe some sparklers or some like pop confetti. And it'd be like sleeper report, sleeper report, sleeper report. For any of you who know that tune or what show that's from. No. Are you you going to sing that every week now? No, no, I'm not. I might record it. So I could just have it play uh, each and every time, but there's this show. My, my son likes to watch called um, Octonauts. And they do this thing called Creature Report at the end of the show when they talk about the animal that they featured in the show. And they go, Creature Report, Creature Report, Creature Report. And that I just, every time I say Sleeper Report, that's exactly what plays in my head. So maybe maybe one day I'll get to making that intro and going, Sleeper Report. Yeah. There Until then, here's the Sleeper Report this week. Now, we break down what we track. We look at the best manager. So how accurate did you play your roster? The worst manager, how inaccurate did you play your roster? The narrowest victory, because we uh, we actually have a really good league. Things are nice and tight and close. Uh, and some matches are super, super close in how they finish. And this week was no exception, uh, especially with the two, two individuals that were involved. We track the highest scorer. And we track the lowest score that we dub Poor Man of the Week. Without further ado, Andrew. I, I'm shocked. I just noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> I did, you were the I best the manager of the week, my friend. You were not <laughs> and I lost. accurate. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it, it just goes to show no matter what you could have done, you played the best you could. You earned yeah. 122 out of 124 points. That yes. still wouldn't have got you the win, but man, you played the best roster you possibly could. So congratulations. <laughs> Just Thank you. Well done. Well done. Well done. And you know what? It would have given me the victory in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of the other teams, it would have given me vi- the victory for. Over him. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, we, we had a we had a really good week, man. Um the worst manager of the week, this one goes to uh, a team I was not expecting to see on this list. He's been humming along all season long. Uh, but it was our buddy Slick. Slick, you you had 74%. Now, what does that look like? You had 78.9 points out of a possible 106. Even the 106 would not have done you very well this week in our league. So, Slick, unfortunately, you uh, you get the you get the sad trumpet, my buddy, my friend. Yeah. Uh, next week, I'm sure you will rebound. Please, if it's me you're facing next week, do not do not take it out on me. Okay, just be kind. No, he's going against uh, ice. Oh really? Okay, then you take you take your anger out on Ice. Ice, uh, I'm sure he's going to take his anger out on you, and we'll get to that in that one right now because the narrowest victory of the week was between Bryce and Marvin. It was a close matchup. Bryce edged out Marvin, our reigning champion, to knock him down another loss uh, by a mere five point two six points. Bryce yeah. won 124 to 119. So congratulations. Uh, Bryce for for going up against the juggernaut that is Marvin and walking away with the victory. That's no easy feat. So for you guys, congratulations. Now, Andrew, 
the highest scorer of the week. I don't want to pat yes. myself on the back. Yes, man, you destroyed. I you, I, had I don't understand. I don't week. I don't understand how you weren't the the top manager. Oh, do you want to know why? Because I could have scored even more points because I had more points on my bench. Wow. Everybody on my roster went off. And the difference was I didn't play Jared Goff as my quarterback. I played Kyler Murray. Yeah. Had I played Jared Goff, I would have earned an additional 20 points. So I was the highest scorer of the week with 160.58 points. And I... I love it. It is fantastic. I wish my team could do that every week. That was awesome. No kidding. That would be crazy. Woo. Thank you. Thank you. I I take your applause and your cheers. Oh, it was good. But this is this is really why we do this. It's time, for, it's time for the lowest scorer of the week. This week's poor man of the week goes to none other than Slick. With your 78.96, you won our sploosh of the week. Now, I'm going to remind our listeners at home, we instituted a new change. Something, something to entice our our players, our managers, to be more uh, diligent in trying to win each and every week. Because whoever ends up in the last place in this league with that number 10 spot based upon points, max points four, I think it is. That's what we agreed to. Uh, they, uh, they get a special punishment. And that special punishment is divvied out by our league champions. So whoever wins gets to divvy out what the team is going to be named that they'll have to ride out through the whole season with and what the image they're going to have to put on their uh, league profile. So and now that we're uh, approximately a quarter of the way through the season, that spot is being filled right now by Donnie. Oh, no. You know what? Maybe Donnie is just that upstanding individual who... Um, wants to set an example and say, hey, we instituted this new rule. I don't want anybody just to like just have it. I'll take it for that first year just to show you how it's all done. Maybe, you know, because he's an upstanding gentleman like that. Yes. Yes. And that's what's happening. But Walk he's up. only oh, 20 points ahead of Chervin. So 20 points behind, yep. Or behind, yeah. Behind, yep. Okay, well, hey, let's. There's, there's still lots of season left. Oh yeah, so we can Don't get in, come back, and end up winning the whole darn thing again. Good. All right. Well, that uh, wraps up our league review. What we're going to do now is jump into the part of the show where we talk about uh, the week four matchup predictions that we made, how that all turned out. Uh, we're going to talk about our week five matchups, do some predictions, and then get to our weekly bet. So, Andrew, yeah. do you want to kick us off and how we? Uh, how we did on matchup number one from week four. Yeah, we had uh, you versus one. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked you, you picked you, Gabe picked one. Yeah. And Donnie picked you. Those are all smart um, individuals except for Gabriel because, hey, I came out on top with 160 points, which was fantastic. Sorry, one. That was an unexpected victory like that. But, hey, when we talked last week, Mm-hmm. 
I was almost on the fence for for one. It was looking sure. pretty close. Yeah, I, I had TJ Hawkinson and and Jamal Williams who went off, and yeah, that's sixty points right there out of the hundred hundred and sixty that I earned. So, yeah, that uh, you had a, a very 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 good week. I did. Uh, matchup number two was Donnie versus Cherubin. Uh, yeah. And all of us picked Cherubin. Including Donnie. He didn't even pick himself. Yeah. And that didn't work out so well for everybody. No. Cherubin had a good-looking team, yes. but they all just poo-pooed. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, the matchup three was myself versus Josh. And we, we I was the only one that picked me. Super close. Yeah. we. The rest of us took Josh because... You both had really good teams. Those yes. were that was be a really tight matchup to begin with. It was, and and like I said, they it came down to Cooper Cup having nineteen stinking targets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, share share the wealth, Mister. That was the, the closest matchup of the week too. By the way, oh, was that the closest yep. one? Yeah, second closest. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Bryce and Marvin they had the closest. You and Josh had second. Yeah, I figured as much. Um, but you know what? Hey, that's what makes this all so fun. Because mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and then week uh, match four was Bryce versus Marvin. Um, you and I took Marvin. Gabe took Bryce. And Donnie took Marvin. Um, this is where Gabriel showed his big brain, where he took Bryce, yes. who won. And the rest of us picked what we thought was the, the easy shot with Marvin. Yeah, he had to stick yep. it back in your face. So, yeah. Did, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Slick versus Gabe. Again, um, close matchup. Yes. Um, I was the only... Oh, no. Me and Donnie were the ones that took Gabe. Mm-hmm. Um, who won? Um, even Gabe didn't take himself, unfortunately. No, no, he didn't. He took Slick. Again, that was another close matchup. Uh, Slick has been rocking and rolling this season and yeah. literally just fell flat in his face. He won the poor man of the week with the lowest points scored. Yes. That's so the, one. the results for the week, you and I were both at two and you, uh, you, myself, and Gabriel were two and three. And Donnie, with his first week in, um, goes above 500 at uh, three and two. So the total so far, you're at seven and 13. Oh, geez. Yep. I, I'm at 10 and 10. Yeah. You're, you're at 500. <laughs> <laughs> um Gabe's at uh three and seven and uh like I said Donnie's first weekend three and two. So it's yeah. uh anybody else that wants to get it get their, their picks in, um direct message uh in yeah, in, hit us up in, in the Google the not the Google, hit us up in sleeper chat. So this yeah. is a shout out to Chervin, to Bryce. Slick already said he's busy, he can't do it. But Juan, if you want to get in. Uh, Josh, if you wanna you wanna throw in your uh, your guesses, yeah, guys, hop on in. Let us know what you uh, if you want to make some predictions. It's uh, let's see how we do. Yep, makes it just that much more fun. For sure. So All now right. we jump into week five. Yeah. So how does this some interesting matchups this week? Uh, we're gonna have to get through these ones a little bit quicker. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we got you uh, versus Bryce uh, this week. And he um, a big victory 
over Marvin. Yes. Which can my team repeat? I know where you're going with it, Mike. So well, yeah, I got to pick myself. I'm an e- I'm an egomaniac when it comes to fantasy football. I can't not. I'm, I'm giving myself good vibe karma, but I'm looking at the matchups here. I got Kyler Murray versus Philly. He's got Josh Allen versus Pitt. Ooh, okay. Uh, I got McCaffrey versus San Fran. Uh, he's got Chubb versus the Chargers. Okay. I got Jamal Williams versus New England. He's got Aaron Jones versus the Giants. Yes. Uh, okay. This is this is where I, I excel, though. Um, I have A.J. Brown and Marquise Brown. He's got Tyler Boyd and Devonta Smith. I got T.J. Hawkinson. He's got Robert Tunyon. I got Chris Olave, Michael Pittman, and Mike Williams. He's got Debo Samuel, Jeff Wilson, and... George Pickens. I think I edge out the wide receivers. He edges out quarterback and and running back. Um, his bench. He's got a couple guys on his bench that I think could help him. Um, but so I'm going. Uh, I'm going Bryce. You can't, are you serious? Yes. Oh, I'm going to make you regret that. You don't have magic two weeks in a row. Or at least I hope you don't. <laughs> okay. Okay. Who do you like on his bench? Oh, excuse me. Who do you like on his uh, bench? Well, I was looking at it earlier. Well, I, didn't have it. Uh, I just got to open it up here because I did. Whoops. Um, Julio. Julio might be back. Not KJ Hamlet. Not Michael Hardman. No, no. Oh, Robert Wood, on. maybe. Tyler Algier. I'm not sure I would put Tyler Algier in for anybody. Um, um, I got options. If. I can go golf, which might be a. Uh, he's got Woods on his bench, which could be an okay play. Yeah, and uh, I was thinking of him in replacement of uh, Pickens. I don't know. Pickens is going to be hyper targeted now that Kenny Pickett is the starting quarterback in Pittsburgh. But it's but he's going up against Buffalo. So that okay, uh, granted, sure, that's not going to be an easy. So for this week, for this week, I would go <clears throat> Woods and take out Pickin, uh, uh, Pickens. Um, and I just I like I again I like Allen versus Pitt. Pitt. Oh yeah, um, Jones against the Giants should get better than fourteen points. That's where I just I I, I think a couple of his guys have good matchups and that's where I think it's going to be a close one, but close. Yeah. Okay. So guys I have on my bench that I'm, I would, I would consider swapping in Um, Rashad Penny versus new Orleans, Devin Singletary versus Pitt, AJ Dillon uh, to counteract his Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson. If Brian, Brian Robinson doesn't play Brandon cooks and Deontay Johnson. But really, who are you going to take off your starting lineup? Um, I don't think I can play Deontay Johnson unless I know. I no, I can't. I can't play Deontay Johnson because I don't think I trust Kenny Pickett just yet. Um, I like Deontay Johnson when Mitch Trubisky was slinging it because I think he he just had enough targets. Brendan Cooks might be a really good play this week versus Jacksonville. 
Um, but I don't see I don't see myself swapping anybody out. Really, it's how can I improve my running game because my running backs are actually going against really solid defenses. Christian McCaffrey versus Carolina and Jamal Williams versus Detroit. So I might swap out Jamal Williams for uh, maybe AJ Dillon in against the Giants. But if it's a Aaron Jones game, Aaron AJ Dillon might get nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Like I, to me, I, I stand pat with your team, mm-hmm. unless an injury comes shows up somewhere. But yeah. your team is looking pretty solid. I just, like I said, I just his matchups, I think are a little bit more favorable than yours, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's going to be the, the turning point. Okay. Matchup. Um, Turbin versus Josh. Um, let me just switch over to that. Uh, um, uh, you know, on paper, it's a lot closer than I think it's than I think it's going to be. Yeah. Um, the one I don't like uh, is Najoku. Um, but does who does he have as a Njoku is averaging more points than Kyle Pitts? Oh wow! Yeah, because um, Kyle Pitts has got Marcus Mariota. But does he have another better tight end? No. Uh, maybe Kittle. Kittle? If he but comes Kittle? back against Carolina, maybe Njoku is averaging more points than George Kittle. Yeah, I'd rather play um, Gerald Everett. Yeah, to me, that's, I. That's, tight end to play is Gerald Everett. That's he's getting targets and he's looked at in the uh, in the end zone. Yeah, I've got I've got Josh as well. Um so we're both going I, I think it's gonna, Yeah, but I think it's going to be a close one again. Um matchup 3 Donnie versus me. No. Uh, that's self-explanatory. Yeah, I'm going to choose you. Donnie Donnie had uh he etched out a good win last week. I just don't see his team doing it against you this week yeah um herbert i think herbert actually might have a better game than mahomes but oh you gotta put cordell patterson on your ir buddy yeah i know i still gotta move that guy over so then um, ask me this who do you put in do you put uh cream hunt in that spot uh, that's what back- i'll probably end up doing and then moving um you move up into your flex Christian Watson, if he makes it back on the field. Robinson, maybe. No, he's out too. Jeez. Landry, geez. maybe. Uh, I'll have to look to see how the week goes. Yeah, because you're you're looking not too bad. You just got to find that that other flex play. Maybe Hollins. From Mac Hollins, yeah. Yeah. Especially, I, I like Mac Hollins if... They're going to be in a shootout with the Chiefs, yeah. and uh, that Renf- or even Jarvis Landry. Uh, Landry would be the safe play. Yeah, he's he's the more consistent guy. So, yeah. whew, I got some more injury. I got more injuries than I thought I did. You do. Wow. You got a short of the waiver wire. You're going to have to go pick some people up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two more matchups. Who do we got in the next one? Uh, we got uh, Gabriel and Juan, mm-hmm. and I got Juan. 
Sorry, Gabriel. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, how do you explain that one to me? Because I'm curious. Uh, let me just bring that one up here again. I think it had something to do with the bench. Um, now, granted, Gabriel's team won last week. Um, so he's got Juan's got a couple of guys that are, you know, six, seven points. Um, and I thought I saw some more points than that on his bench that he could move up. Okay. Yeah, like he could he could put in Hunter Renfro, um, move him Over up. Jobs maybe. Yeah. Um. I think Donald People Jones may have a may have a game against the Chargers. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Um. Okay. So here's what we're looking at. Gabriel's got Matt Stafford, Joe Max, and Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I like where this is going. Yep. Amari Cooper and Jamar Chase. Okay. Evan Ingram just doesn't seem to be getting the targets necessary, but in this case, he doesn't have another tight end outside of maybe Logan Thomas. Then he's got Rashad Bateman, Mike Evans, and Damian Pierce. I like the lineup. I think it's solid. Uh, does he have some pivot options? Uh, Romeo Dobbs might be the only play other player I would consider putting in at this point until DeAndre Swift, which is currently out on injury. Uh, I like. I'm really liking Gabriel's roster. When I'm looking over at the uh, at Juan's roster, it's Jalen Hurts, Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders, Jalen Waddle, Adam Thielen. Didn't Jalen Waddle get hurt? Was uh, he given injury designation? I don't see it. No, he doesn't have one. He doesn't have one. But I thought he got hurt in the game, and that's why. Receptions? No, I didn't see it. So okay. Well, I don't see any any injury report for him. But again, okay, I'm like I'm liking where it's going, and this is where the separator happens for me. Uh, Mark Andrews at tight end, fantastic. He's got Pat Fryermuth as a flex option. Isaiah McKenzie, who I I think is going to be fantastic now that Jameson Crowder is uh, is off the roster, well at least off the playing roster. I think that's a great great play. And then Richie James, Richie James lost 1.6 points because of a fumble. He got three targets, one reception, and dropped that ball, giving one negative one point six points. Not not worth the uh, the start, but I don't know who else he would play. I, I, again, Edward? that's where I would. Uh, Robbie that's where I would uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, Mark Ingram, maybe, or even Aguilar, right? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Gabriel, you're going. Juan. Yes, sir. All right. Well, hey, we have our first separation here. Um, outside of the first one, where you chose Bryce, not me. <laughs> Let me have um, Marvin. Ooh, this is a good one, man. These are right now. Uh, Marvin is tied uh, with Gabriel for number one. Uh, Marvin's not far behind. How do you see this one playing out? Oh, sorry. I picked ice on that one. 
You're going Marvin on this one? Yes, sir. Marvin. Okay. He's, he's got a strong team. Like, it, it, it's hard to tough to go against. when you look at his team. Yeah. And so here's what Marvin's playing with. He's got Joe Burrow, Melvin Gordon, J.K. Dobbins, Stephon Diggs, Amon St. Brown. He's still out, by the way. So I'm not sure he's going to play this week. Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, and Josh Jacobs. Okay, great starting lineup. Uh, I think you're going to need to swap out. Well, he did Jonathan Taylor's already out. Um, Alan Lazard, maybe. Garrett Wilson. Those might be sub-in players um, for Amon St. Brown. On the other side, Lamar Jackson, James Robinson, and Najee Harris. Well, I think James Robinson is going to feast in Houston and probably beat both of those other running backs on the other side, single-handedly. So Najee Harris will be just a nice filler. CeeDee Lamb is starting to find the news groove with Cooper Rush. Terry McLaurin just doesn't seem to have anything going with Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah, that whole team is in dysfunction. Yes. Uh, Dallas Goddard's a great tight end start because he's getting targets. Curtis Samuel, like, Curtis Samuel's been a great play, except last week he, he just didn't didn't come through. Zach Ertz has been super hot to trot uh, as, a, as a tight end. And then Raheem Mostert, that's a scary start play, but he seems to be getting the touchdowns over Chase Edmonds. Okay, so not, not a super, super lineup, but let's have a look at is there any options? No injury, injury, injury. Michael, Michael Gallup is back, maybe. Ooh. I'm noticing a theme with uh, Slick's team. Slick owns James, Rob James Robinson and Travis Etienne. He owns CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. He owns Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. He owns a lot of players from the same team, which puts you, I think, in a decision-making bind when you come comes to starts and sits. Oh man, that's tough. But it could also work in your favor that maybe if both of them have a good week and you put both of them in the lineup. Okay. This is Lamar Jackson versus Joe Burrow. Those teams are actually playing each other. How do you think this plays out? Does Lamar Jackson show up and crush the Cincinnati Bengals? Or does Joe Burrow connect with Jamar Chase and air this thing out? Being a Bengals fan, I want to say no. Being a realist, I can't see Lamar Jackson having another bad week uh, two weeks in a row. Right, I think he'll bounce. I think he bounces back because what did he what did he only get like fourteen or fifteen points last week? He, it's right in front of us. Let's have a look. He did did seventeen, so he didn't hurt you. He just didn't get his forty point week that he's he's been putting yeah. up. Exactly. Now, does he have a better week than Joe Burrow? Because Lamar Jackson can still have a 40-point week, and so can Joe Burrow. I I think this, uh, when we get to our bet, this is a matchup I wanted to avoid because I don't know who's going to win, and I don't think whoever does win is going to win by a lot. Yeah. No, I, I fully agree. Um, this could end up being like a 49-50. Yeah. The defenses are weak enough that these guys should be able to put points up, but the offenses are strong enough that they should be able to keep pace with one another. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. Okay. Um, I'm really torn. the The system is giving the tip to Marvin. You went Marvin. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna choose Slick. Ooh. I'm gonna say Slick gets the rebound. I think the uh, the injury bug, which has bitten, which has bitten Marvin really hard, I think rears its head again, and some of these guys put up duds. And where so I think those duds come, we're, we're differing on three different games. Yeah, wow. so we have some more separation, or should close the gap a little bit. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, just to quickly recap, uh, I chose myself, Josh, Andrew, Gabriel, and Slick. Andrew, you chose Bryce, Josh, yourself, Juan, and Marvin. Yes, sir. Well, I look forward to seeing how that plays out. So good luck to you guys this week in your matchups. Now it's time for this week's bet. Unfortunately, yes, sir. we don't have that really cool bumper to say, hey, it's time for this week's bet. Uh, I'm glad we don't have it because it's uh, I didn't do so well. <laughs> you you don't have something that that's super positive you want to share with everybody? Yeah, well, this is what happened to you. Yes. Yeah. Game over. Yes. Um, we had picked teams from the same division. Players, or sorry, players from the same division. AFC North. Um, yeah, and uh, you got 106 points. I got 70 points. Um. I predicted it. Mitch Trubisky got benched for Kenny Pickett, and that's what did you in. Well, th not only that, but also Cooper only getting 1.4 points. All right, Cooper? Yeah. Yeah, like that's just sick. That, uh, that one hurt you, but to me it was if, if Mitch Trubisky had like a game where he like wasn't terrible and they didn't swap him out for – like that could have been another 20 points you got. Well, and, and even Cream Hunt didn't have a game like he normally does. Uh, he wasn't terrible. He didn't nope. like look. Cream Hunt outperformed Najee Harris. Yes. Mm -hmm. but, but, but where where I I separated myself from you, Jacoby Brissett and T Higgins. Jamar yep. Chase was held to a little bit. T Higgins had the feast, and your uh, your tight my tight end Mark Andrews did not feast, but no, your Hayden Hurst did. Yeah, which surprised me. Yeah, that Mark Andrews had. His, well, you know what? That whole game, like, it was a bad. It was rough. Buffalo yeah. held. They they figured out how to stop stop the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now you're up uh, three to one. So mm -hmm. again, I had to pick again this week for for our bet. So there was uh, what did I say? There was there's 16 games this week. Um. So I said. Hey, we need to pick six winners. Okay. Um, and it's a again snake draft where I get to pick first. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna go point differential. Mm -hmm. Um, whoever has the, the best point differential. So you want your team to win big. So big, what happens if my team loses? Then so so say for example they lose twenty to ten. You get negative ten points. So the the loss in points hurts. Yes. Me. Yes. Lovely. Okay. So <laughs> I hey, get first. How, pick. Do, how are you feeling about with the number of upsets and near upsets that have occurred in the last like in the first four weeks? How are you feeling? How confident are you? I'm about 
sixty <laughs> percent. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Well, here we go. You get the first overall pick. I get the next two, and then so on and so on. But my first pick is going to be Tennessee over Washington. Oh, really? Tennessee over Washington. That one was my number nine. Your number nine. My number nine. Wow. Okay. So go ahead. I'm picking Bills over Steelers and Packers over Giants. All right. So Bills, Bills, Bills. You pick the Titans. And I pick the Bills and then the Packers. I'm just writing this stuff down so I don't pick it over you again. Okay. So I got my number one and my number two picks. You took my number nine. I'm okay. Okay. Let's see where this goes next. I'm going to take Minnesota. Oh, the Vikings. That was my next one. Over the Bears. And I am going to take... Oh, do I do this one? Yes, Miami over the Jets. Ooh, sneaky. Okay, you do realize it's Teddy Bridgewater, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. But I still think they have enough offense that... They'll win by 14 or 15 points. Okay. Uh, that was my number 12, the Dolphins. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm going to get my number, my real number three and my number five, which is going to be my number three of the Chiefs. Okay. I think the Chiefs are going to absolutely trounce the Raiders. And I think the 49ers are going to absolutely blow out the Panthers. Yeah. That was – I uh... I had San Francisco written down, and I glazed over it. Okay. Now, this is where the proof in the pudding is, because your next two picks are are really key for me, because now we're down into the, the nitty and the gritty. My number six, seven, and eight are still on the board. Let's see where you go. Philadelphia. Okay, the Eagles. Yep, over Arizona. Yep. Um, I like that we have the same wins. We're choosing the same, like, we're choosing the same teams to win. And oh, I'm, I'm stuck between two. I'm stuck between New Orleans and Tampa Bay. I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Oh, burn. Mm. To me, that's a no, that's a no brainer. Bucks over the Falcons. Come on. Leonard Fournette is going to just run over them. Ramshod. And Tom Brady, he's, he's never had a losing streak this long. So he needs a win. Yes. So, I think the Bucks, Bucks are an excellent pick. I was hoping they would make it back to me here. That would be fantastic. However, my next two picks are super simple. I'm going Jags and Lions. Oh, you're taking the Jags. Yeah, I think the Jaguars uh, over the Houston Texans is. Yeah, that's. I had to move them up. They were down, I think, in my ten spot. I moved them up to the seven spot, and then I'm picking the Lions because I think the Lions should be able to stop. Bailey Zap at quarterback. 
and score oh. a touchdown. Uh, to me, there's only one game left that I think I could confidently predict a winner on, and I'm curious to see if it's the same game you're going to pick. I got to go with the Rams. That is not who I had. Who are the Rams playing again? They're playing Dallas. And Prescott's not, Prescott's not coming back this week. No, but Cooper Rush is playing rather well, and don't the uh, don't the Cowboys have like the number two defense in all of football right now? They do, they do. But mm-hmm. I just I think the Rams have to have a bounce back after that embarrassment. To me, yeah, uh, that's a game I I feel where you're coming from. I wanted to choose the Rams, but I think the the Cowboys are a team that could do upset. Much how I think Cincy and the Ravens. To me, that was going to be too close to call. I couldn't plant my flag. The team that I think uh, was my number 10 matchup was the Chargers over the Browns. I think now that now that Justin Herbert is, is working through his injury and what we saw last week, I think he is going to feast on that Browns team that lost to some teams that should not have. My, my fear, though, is the running game of the, of the Browns. Sure, run the ball, Walk. but you can't pass it in this uh, against this team. I know, but you can run it against that team, and they got two wicked running backs. See what happens. That's that's where you know, that's kind of right now. That Cincinnati's one of Cincinnati's Achilles heels is the they're stopping the run, right? Right. And I think the Chargers are the same thing that they just they're having trouble right now, um, stopping the run and. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But Nick Chubb is having a great season. He so is. He might. He might find a way. But I think being able to hit Gerald Everett, Mike Williams, uh, Austin Eckler, maybe even Keenan Allen, if he's able to make it back in time. But this team is just finding a way to move that ball. When you have that many options, you're that multidimensional. It gives you opportunity. If you're one dimensional and you can only run the ball, it's tough. Like you, you really have to like force it through. Okay, well let's quickly recap the selections this week. We are doing a six-team pick'em. It's based on wins and point differential. So you want your teams to win and win big. If your team loses, those negative points count against you. That's the one that scares me. Uh, So the team I picked, I picked the Bills, Packers, Chiefs, 49ers, Jags, and Lions. You pick the Titans, Vikings, Dolphins, Eagles, Bucks, and Rams. Okay, the Eagles, I think, might actually be upset this week by the Cardinals. That is my upset of the week. It is. I think I think the Cards have a chance at either keeping it close or actually getting the upset. And my my upset was New England over Detroit. Always a possibility. But your defense can't stop the ball. I'm banking on Bailey Zapp being the quarterback and us just being able to do whatever we want on offense. Yeah. Uh, That's what I'm banking on. <laughs> oh, it'll be an interesting week. So there we have it. That is this week's bet between two friends. Hopefully, hopefully it's lopsided. Not a tie. <laughs> no, no, no ties. I don't know how we could end up in a tie in this scenario. No, me neither. Sure, it's not improbable, but. Man, I'd rather win win on the the Lotto Max than and have a tie under these conditions. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, folks. Well, that's it for this week. Greatly appreciate you guys sticking around, being a part of the show. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Hit us up. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. It's Poor Man Football, all one word. Uh, connect with us. Give us uh, your your insights, your requests. Send us your shout-out uh, inquiries. Love to hear from you. Other than that, we're uh, we're going to sign off for tonight. We're looking and where are we where are we uh, recording from, Mike? We haven't got there yet. I'm, I'm oh. still I'm, I'm still putting that together. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not going to announce that just yet. But oh. let let me tell oh, you. Thought... Okay. Uh, so funny story. Um, we we are embracing the poor man motif to the nth degree. And we'll be broadcasting live from an old bowler trailer in the majestic hub cap district of Edmonton's West End uh, in here in the near future. And uh, pictures will follow at some point um, when we can get enough lighting to, to put it together. But yeah, we, we, we are doing this as cheap, as free as possible. And it's fantastic. It is a journey. Yes. Yeah. Stay tuned. The winter might get cold. Oh yeah, it's it's going to be fantastic. It's hey, remember from one poor man to another. If it's not fun, it's not worth doing, and that's why we do this because it is yes. fun. Yeah. All right, you guys. Let me just cue up some music here, and we will send you all on your night. Enjoy some Thursday night football. Good luck on Sunday, and we'll see you all uh, next week. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you.